right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's edition of American Billiard Radio. My name is Mr. Bond. I'll be your host once again this week, and I will be joined by Mr. Mike Howerton of AZ Billiards. How you doing, Mike? I'm good. Good. He's uh, he's fresh off the plane from Verona, New York there. Uh, today is January the 11th, 2018. I hope you guys are all having a fantastic new year. There's lots of pool, obviously, going on at this time of the year. Um, lots of headlines, lots of action. We've got a lot to talk about, so uh, we'll get right down to it. Um, one of the things that pops up is uh, Darren Appleton just re-signed uh, a three-year contract with Rassen Billiards. Um, those guys are the ones that provide the tables uh, for the Moscone Cup uh, tournament, I believe that is. So he's gonna, they're going to be a good supporter for uh, the next couple of years. And uh, he's also uh, announced Shirley Ang as his new general manager for the World Pool Series. I imagine uh, Darren wants to get back into playing more. And um, so he's going to let her you know, take care of some of the logistics so that the World Pool Series can go on. So good luck with that, Darren. Uh, also kind of popping out at the forefront here for the new years um AccuStats which is a long time establishment in the pool world taking video and all the great stuff that goes on it's so much more than that uh and Daniel Bush's uh POV pool both um putting their video collection online in a sort of a Netflix type arrangement so you can subscribe to it and watch as much as you want um this is really, it, it's like a giant leap, small step at the same time. You know, it's a small step because we're all used to the Netflix format. But as far as pool content is concerned, this is a big door opening. So uh, I think that there will be only more of this to follow, I can imagine. You know, you guys got lots of archives, don't you, over there at AZ Billiards? Uh, we've got some video archives. You know, we have all the old Turning Stones. Um, yeah. With my involvement in the Diamond Pool Tour, we've got the, the streaming videos from that. We put, well, and, and we also have, uh, you know, some other stuff that AZBTV has done, uh, the Portland event from last year. We put all of our stuff up on Vimeo as free content. Mm-hmm. Um, both Daniel and Pat are are doing it, like you had said, with a Netflix-type system where, you pay a monthly fee and you get access to everything, which by the way, I looked at, at what AccuStats has uh, last night. I want to say they've got four or five events. They've got the make it happens. The last ones, um, the U S open derby. And and as we know, Pat's content is, is the best out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think anybody would argue that his streaming content is the absolute (laughs) best out there. Oh, he is. Um, and for a he, long time that's running, all he too. Has. you know, he has like the last year's worth. Now, okay. yeah. yeah, I have it on on uh, you know from from people who would know that eventually he is going to put all of his content on there. It's just going to take some time. Sure, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's but, tons of it. <laughs> yeah, the quality is all amazing. Um, you know, it's it's AccuStats. I mean, yeah. you know, it's the same stuff that we've been watching on DVD and video. And just my opinion, um, yeah, I, I think the price is a little bit higher than some people would prefer. But then again, 
you could charge a dollar for something in the pool world and there would be people who would find a way to complain that it was too expensive. You know, Pat has done so much for the game. Oh, God, yeah. I, you know, if, if, if there weren't Accustacks, you, know, you can complain all you want about where pool's at, but imagine it without Accustacks. That's and, what I mean. You know, yeah, there's people who will chime in and say, oh, he needs to put the stuff out there for free. He needs to promote the game better. Yeah, I don't buy any of that. Mm-hmm. He, he could do that, sure, for about one event, and then he would be done. Because, right. you know, this isn't a 12-year-old with a, a video camera standing on top of the jukebox videotaping mm-hmm. a match at Absolutely. Joe's Bar and Grill. Right, right. Absolutely true. Absolutely so, true. But, it's, it's a whole yeah, to answer animal. your question, yes, we have a lot of content and we throw it up on Vimeo. You know, if you go to Vimeo.com, do a search for AZB TV, mm-hmm. you'll find all that content, but it doesn't hold a candle to the stuff that, that <laughs> uh, Pat does. Yeah, no, the, in case there is just anybody out there that just doesn't really get it, it's a professional video production company. You know what I mean? This is not, uh, like you said, this is not somebody with a camera phone that happened to catch a match. It's It's top quality. And the right. fact that this and, is all coming online is for, it is fantastic. Yeah, and Daniel's got great stuff. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the events on the West Coast that he's done, and you know, Pat doesn't do Pat doesn't do a lot of stuff with action. You know, he does tournaments. Daniel does some action stuff. I yeah, mean, that's true. Those high dollar one pocket right. matches. That, right. You know, some people I have no idea who, but some people really like that sort of thing. <laughs> Oh, uh, you like a little action. Don't lie about that, Mike Harrison. I like action. I just can't stand one pocket. Oh, man. That's okay. I like one pocket. I just don't like uh, I, I don't like nine ball. So I guess we're opposites there, man. All right. That works. So you know what I mean? That's that's okay. So what, you have good taste in music. Uh, hey, that's, you know, we can all agree on music around here. That's a fact. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, we're only about a week away. I'm not going to delve too deep into the, uh, the, uh, the swimming pool pun intended, but, uh, Derby city is just right around the corner. And in most cases, you know what, this is going to sound stupid, but it's cheaper to go play in the event than it is to go watch the event. So if you have any, if you're anywhere remotely close and you feel like jumping in, to the mix, do it because it's fun. Everybody and their mother is there. They really do have a great time at it. And of course, there's going to be top-notch play, top-notch action, um, and pretty good coverage of most of that going on to be streamed too. So keep your eyes open and get ready for the Derby City because it's right around the corner. Absolutely great event. Uh, 20th anniversary of the event. Is and that true? Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's the U.S. Open, Moscone Cup, and Derby. I mean, those are the three. Those are the three big ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is American pool. Just, you know, live and large, as they say. <laughs> live and large. Well, what else is going on? Of course, we're coming hot off of the Turning Stone. Uh, first, Turning Stone... Uh, I believe this is also a Moscone Cup qualifier, first one of the year. And uh, we've got to send out some congratulations to um, Mr. Billy Thorpe for taking the cash on that one. And surprisingly enough, his teammate from Moscone Cup, Dennis Hatch, right on his tail in second place. 
So uh, congrats to those two gentlemen for, for taking that. As a matter of fact, uh, Billy is, there's a little pink asterisk next to it, but is undefeated, went undefeated through that field. Yeah, undefe- uh, he did go undefeated. And, <laughs> you know, there's there's a little bit of controversy, like there always there's is. There's a little asterisk um, next to that win. Yeah, there is. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and it's, it's a Canadian asterisk. We'll put it like that. <laughs> a um, little maple leaf next to his name right there. There you go. I like it. Um, <laughs> he was playing Joey Cicero from Canada, who, by the way, had an amazing tournament. I mean, Joey, you know, the Canadian players come out and support Turning Stone all the time. Sure. Joey just played phenomenally. He he beat Jason Shaw first of all. Yeah. He, you know, yeah. He was using, if you want to be blunt about it, the soft, soft break. break. Yes, 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 yes. Um, now hold on, but, Mike. Hold on, just one second. Hold on, just like I, I want you to tell me what you're telling me. But soft break was allowed, or was this just not soft enough to be a, called a soft break? I think it might have. I wasn't at the players' meeting because I just wasn't. Because you're not a player, um, right? Yeah. Right, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it was talked about. I know there were people who were asking after the match, well, Jason, why didn't you call him on it? You know, why didn't you say something? Right. And Jason just said, look, you know, as soon as I got to the table, I figured I was just going to destroy him. You know, Jason's got pure confidence. Yeah, yeah. He's coming off a great year, yeah. you know. Oh, sure. He, he could be down 8-0 and think I'm, I'm in this match. And yeah. He probably would be. Probably. Um, and, and yes, I admit that, that Joey was soft-breaking. But, you know, I watched some of his later matches. It was a controlled break. I think the majority of the time he was getting three balls, either pocketed or past the side pocket. I don't know what they, I don't know what Mike Zuglin's ruling was on a soft break. What would be considered a soft right. break? Well, that's what I'm trying um, to figure out here. We're we talking Corey Duell soft break or what? I mean, no, I don't think so. I, I wouldn't have called it that at all. Okay, okay, okay. So a controlled, not slam them, jam them break, but something less right. than that. Okay, all right. I mean, we've we've watched Jason break, and we've watched Dennis break, and and Billy Thorpe, and you know they rear back and and slam the balls, which is what I think they should all do. Sure. Um, you know, Joey was breaking in the wing ball every time, okay. but he was running racks. Mm-hmm. That's just it. You know, yeah. yeah, you broke the wing ball, great. There's eight more balls on the table. Right. Oh, well, you know, with him there was usually six or seven, <laughs> um, and he was playing outstanding. I mean, running <laughs> rack after rack. Well then, I mean, yeah, I the numbers don't you know, lie. If, yeah, right. If if I soft if if I could go to the table after I broke and pick up whatever the wing ball was and drop it in the pocket, and pick up the one ball and drop it in the pocket and say, okay, I made both of those balls on the break and I'm playing Jason Shaw. I'm not going to beat Jason Shaw. Probably, yeah, probably not. You know, you still have to play even with a soft break, yeah. and and so. Needless to say, so Joey's playing Billy Thorpe for the hot seat. At 7-7, I think Billy missed a nine ball. He, he missed a ball late in the rack. You can go to, to Vimeo and, and look and at the match. Watch the replay, yeah, yeah. Billy lost his temper a little bit, and he, he smacked the cue ball with his shaft. We've all done it. We all know we shouldn't do it, um, but we did. You so know, it, the assumption is that he did that because he figured it's over. Like I like that, the, that game. Yeah. That yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm, that game, I'm done. It's yeah, have it. It's done. It's here. Psh, you know, right. 
Okay. But by the rules that were discussed in the players' meeting, based on third-hand knowledge or second-hand knowledge, because again, I wasn't there. They said Mike told them if you if you give up a nine ball, you lose that rack and the next. So by those rules, really should have lost that game to be eight seven down and the next game to lose the match nine seven. Joey Cicero, now ahead eight seven, said, "I don't want to win that way. Rack the balls. You got to give it to him. You know, yeah, he, yeah. He wasn't going to take advantage of that because he's a competitor and he wanted to win the match the right way. You're playing for the hot seat at Turning Stone. Yeah. Do you want to back into the win or do you want to earn the win? You're eight seven. He wants to earn the win. Yeah. Well, it backfired and Billy won the next two games. Mm. You know, the Canadian fans they. They didn't care for that idea, and they complained about it. And, you know, they could get a little vocal. Um, you know, but it, it came down to Joey, and you know, I saw somebody on Facebook. Well, if Mike Zuglin had saw it, then Mike Zuglin should have said something. Well, Mike Zuglin was on the other side of the room. They don't have a referee at every table. Right. It came down to the two players. And I wonder if there had been a referee right there, if he had stood up and said, okay, you're supposed to lose. If Joey wouldn't have told him, eh, I don't want to win that way. Just well, I, have him rack the ball. Right. And here's a dumb question. Do you have the option of saying, I don't want to win? I, I think you should. I mean, you know, this, do you understand what I'm saying, though? Like, they, sure. Could they say, no, you don't get to keep playing, you win, because he just conceded the last two matches? And see, this is something that this goes way back in pool. And I understand it's because partly because there's so little prize money and these guys are, are clawing for every dollar they can get. I understand that completely. And I think that Joey deserves all the credit in the world for saying, I don't want to win that way. Um, right. There, there's an old story that I heard long, long ago, and I may have, may have even mentioned it one time here on the show, of a golfer, and I can't think of his name, who, when he had finished his 18 holes, he was off and getting ready to sign his score sheet. And they said, wait a minute, there's, there's a one-stroke mistake on there. You know, the, the score sheet is for less than the number of strokes you, you shot. He said, oh, I'm sorry. Um, here, you know, let's correct it. So they corrected it. And they asked him later, they said, well, how would you have felt if that one stroke had had been the difference between yeah. you winning and losing and, and you gave it up so easily? And he said, what would happen if that one stroke had, had made the difference? And I was wrong. You know, that's the mentality. I don't want to be wrong. I want to win this as a champion. Right. I don't want to take advantage of it. I don't want to be like that, who was that junior girl last year who let her opponent walk up and tap a ball in and then said, I didn't tell you you could tap that in. I win. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's no, so, not the spirit of the rules at all, actually. Right. You know what I mean, not at all. So Billy won. Joey went to the one-loss side. Dennis beat him. Dennis gets back to the finals. He's been there before. He's never won turning stone. Uh, I think Mike Zuglin said during the introductions that Dennis had won a million Joss Tour stops in his career. I don't think it's quite that high, but <laughs> it's close. He's never won Turning Stone, and he was right there. And he was and right he there. Down. Mm-hmm. He goes down. And he 10, was. Yeah. Ten three was he? Was he down ten three at one time? I think so. Yeah. 
came back and tied things at 11 11 11 13 yeah 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 that's and hooked himself by mm. an eighth a sixteenth of a ball um <laughs> i was doing commentary with johnny and johnny looked down the line and he said he can make the ball i'm sure he can yeah um but dennis and I don't know, he may have been able to make the ball, and he may have just been so worked up that, oh, my God, I've done it again. I had this match, and I'm not going to win. And he may have just convinced himself, I don't I don't deserve this. And he missed the ball, and uh, Billy ran that rack for 12-11, uh, yeah. and then got back to the table in the next rack yeah. and missed a ball. He played, he cinched a ball that he could have gotten better shape on, and then on his next ball, he missed it, and... To his credit, Billy came with a, a great bank shot, like Billy's never come with a great bank shot before in his life. <laughs> he came with that shot, and he won them the match. And, and, you know, Dennis looked like he was going to be sick, but I talked to him a day or so later, and he said, look, I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, yeah, I wanted to win, but hey, Billy's a good winner. Here's, here's a question that came to my mind. He's been playing. Um, Dennis is a great player. And he's been playing at Turning Stone for years and years and years. What do you think the chances are that, I mean, Dennis would probably even admit to you that he's not in his prime. I mean, he might be 90% of his prime, Mm -hmm. and he might have moments where he's playing at 100% of his prime. But on a day-to-day basis, I don't think Dennis is playing at the best that he's ever played in his career. Right. How sad is it going to be if now, you know, first he was losing the tournament to the Johnny Archers of the world, and <laughs> then he was losing it to the Shane Van Bonings and the Jason Shaws of the world. Now he might be losing it to the Billy Thorpes and the Skylar Woodwards of the world. I mean, this guy may never win a Turning Stone title when he's supported the Joss Tour. Yeah. In, you know, I mean, I can... I've got stories on AZ Billiards going back to the Keith McCready days when they were playing Joss Tour stops. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think that would be awful. And and I realize it's the game. And, you know, the, everybody, you know, there's, there's, there's players in every sport who have that. But <laughs> Hey, well, then tell him not to retire. And, you know what I mean? Just... <laughs> Because he thinks he wants to get out of it, you know, what he, you know, that's what he was saying. So, I don't know. Maybe he's got another one in him. I really hope so. I, I, I was a little disappointed personally when he lost, just because I was writing the story in my mind about the comeback, and and you know, I'm I've got headlines of finally and and that, and then he lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I was happy for him, but. You know, it's it's the game, and Billy deserved it. He well, great. yeah, I, and that's that was. I was just gonna say that uh, that's sort of the it, how ironic, you know, the baby New Year coming in and old man New Year going out or old old year going out. <laughs> Maybe this is you know the manifestation uh, of that taking place. I, it, it's just as good that a young player is coming into the ranks, right? I mean, you know. I, it, yeah, it, I mean, I know what you're saying. I guess his his career uh, obviously has been meaningful to this point, and so it's a shame that uh, this little whippersnapper come and snatched it from him. But uh, you know what, Dennis, if you're listening, hey, keep playing. Then you know what I mean. Just stick with it. <laughs> you, obviously, you don't suck. 
if you came in second, you know. So No, definitely not. You know, so it couldn't be that much harder to just beat one more person. I say that like it is, but uh, that's all right. Stick around. Yeah. He was right there. And, and you know, it's funny. I was going to make a comment about uh, how Dennis might not like your old man and, and you know, the end of the year <laughs> analogy. Here, I'll, I'll put myself in, in just as much jeopardy. <laughs> I didn't think, you know, when I looked at the the brackets early on, when I looked at the field, and I saw that uh, Van Van was not in it. So originally he was in the players list, and then he didn't make it. When I saw that that Lee Van was not in the tournament, and Jason was, I didn't think anybody could stop Jason. I didn't you know, either. I was thinking, yeah, you know, we we may as well just start writing the article now about six wins, and he's tied Johnny and. Seriously, and, you know, he lost twice. I fully expected him to to win. I really did, and I, I hate I hate to say that because he was part of European team that smoked our butts. But the he's was on top of his game all last year and went out on top. Fully expected yeah. him to come back and and just knock him dead. So surprising that uh, that he had a little bit of a, a glitch in the game this time. He's a happy guy. He, oh, he's sure. Okay. Yeah, he's doing fine. I, yeah, I, I'm not. He's nothing to worry about for him. Yeah. Um, what else was going on? Well, we had uh, the WPBA, the women's uh, event up in uh, Mount Mount. Oh, I always miss the name Mount Vernon. No wait, not Mount Vernon. Mount Pleasant. Uh, Mount, Soaring Eagle. Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Yeah, I think that's what I it don't is. Know. Something like that. Yeah, one yeah. of those. Yeah, one of those mountains up in the. <laughs> there's not any mountains in Michigan, by the way. Uh, okay. They, they got sand dunes. They don't have mountains. So at the uh, the women's uh, event, apparently they had a fantastic turnout as far as the the, the pro women's are concerned. Um, but you're saying that they got this funky format going on, and I need some help understanding this. <laughs> I've been following tournaments for 20 years plus, and I have never seen a format like this before. It's the goofiest thing I've ever seen. Um, I mean, I want to understand it. I really do. So, like, let you okay? So, what we talked about this off off mic before? Uh, they start with a field of thirty two, right? All right. Well, let's 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 give our listeners, your listeners, uh, a chance for for something to you know a, a little visual help here. Good. If you're at your computer. Bring up a browser. Go to CompuSport.ca, which is it's a Canadian uh, bracket site. CompuSport. Like cool yes. Like CompuSport. CompuSport.ca. Okay. Yeah. And right. You're going to look for the Soaring Eagle WPBA Grand Slam event, and what you're going to see is three different brackets. The first bracket you're going to see is a 32-player bracket from Wednesday. 32 players. They played down to 16 players, eight on each side, and they stopped. So they eliminated half the field. So that okay. was Wednesday. They they started with 32, eliminated half, and they got eight yeah. on the winner's side, eight on the loser's side that continued to the next day. Right. So the next day is Thursday. Now you take those 16 players that made it out of Wednesday, and they go on a new double elimination bracket. If you lost on Wednesday, it doesn't matter. You're playing on Thursday. You don't have a loss anymore. 16 more players come into your group, and now you have another 32-player bracket. And, yeah, you played that one down to 16 players. 
Mm-hmm. Eight on the winner's side, eight on the loser's side. Now you're done for Thursday. Now you come back Friday, and there's a whole other 32-player bracket. And yeah, if you lost on Wednesday, it didn't matter on Thursday. And if you lost again on Thursday, it didn't matter on Friday. April Larson, she lost on Wednesday and Thursday. She's got two losses. She's not out of the tournament. She's here on Friday. Well, now you've got 16 more players. Right, but you're saying they have a loss. They didn't lose. They have a loss on their record. They didn't. Right. Okay, but just, it doesn't matter. Right, right, right. Just just clearing that, yeah. clearing that up. Go ahead. So April lost again on Friday. She finally got knocked out of the tournament with four losses. Okay, and she was 6-4 at that point. Right. Yeah. Six and wins. She finished uh, finished in thirteenth place with her four losses. And I'm not picking on April in any way. She oh no, I know, I know, the, I know. Top of the bracket, and it was easy to use her as an example. Perfect. Yes. Basically, you had 16 players who got a bye through all of Wednesday and all of Thursday, and played on Friday. So, I don't understand how those 16 players were chosen. I thought it was based on the top 16 points list players, but maybe not. Um, and, and the WPBA has done this sort of thing in the past where they, the top 16 players got a buy in the first round. Sure. Which I thought was a goofy format anyway. I understand the top players feel that there should be a reward for how well they've played, and I understand that. But if the tournament's seeded anyway, and if I'm the number one seeded player, why do I care that I had to play a match against a 17th seed or lower? Right, right, right. right I'm supposed to win that match. Right. If you can't win that match, I mean, how many times did the number one player get beat in a tournament? It, 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 that, That's the point. Know, it's just a pet If you're the line. winner, yeah. then you run through the ranks, you know what I mean? Then it doesn't matter. Um, on the sure. Now, I'm going to I'm gonna try to look at this from the, from the player's perspective. What now? I should be if I'm entering this women's uh, event. I guess it doesn't matter if it's a women's or a men's. If I'm entering any event, and they withhold the top players from the first day two of days. Pl- yeah, first two, two days, days. Of, yeah, first two days of play, shouldn't I be happy that I don't have to contend with those awesome players, and I might have a chance to make it through? Whereas, uh oh, I get the lucky, I get the bad draw on the first day, and I got to play Karen Core. Yeah, there is that school of thought. Um, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to think this through here. And I guess it comes down to how do you how do you look at a tournament if you're I mean, if you or I jump into a tournament with Shane and and Earl and Skyler and Billy and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dennis. Are we there because we want to go as far as we possibly can in the tournament, or are we there because we want the experience of playing a Dennis or playing a Skyler? Well, that's part of it. You're right, though. You know yeah. what I mean? Depending on how you look at it, this was either great or awful. Well, As a member of the media, yeah. I think it's ridiculous that the top <laughs> players get two days worth of buys, but that's just my opinion. Well, and he, let me flip back to your side and say this. If, if, uh, if I'm entering this as a not a professional and I don't have to play professionals until the last you know second or third day I should say um, if my second day the competition gets harder and the competition gets harder the third day that's exponentially decreasing my chances of getting to the top because I'm not playing the same field they're introducing 
better players and better players. So your degree, you know, your chances of getting through that are getting worse and worse. Whereas when the pros are waiting till the last day to play, that is increasing their chances of winning it because now the, the field has just been narrowed down that much more. Yeah, but you know, honestly, I had not thought about it from your perspective of I'm playing, I'm going to say weaker players, but it's not what I'm trying to say. You know, I'm playing non-champions. Non-champions, right. Playing, you know, I'm playing better non-champions the second day. So, yeah, you know, it's it's something that may not have been a bad thing for for even the the non-champion players. You know, maybe it gave them that that opportunity. You know, I still think it's a goofy idea personally, <laughs> but I see your point. And, and, well, you know, and I, you were saying something about the money too. Like, didn't they – now, I – now, I don't know if other tournaments have done this before or not because I'm not a big tournament player. I, I gamble late at night in dark places. If uh, <laughs> if I'm if I'm in a what other like if I go to uh, the U.S. Open or something um, and, it, and I win the first day or I win enough the first day to continue, I'm not guaranteed any money for that day, having won whatever I did that day. You don't right. you don't get and, any money until the final final. You know the final sure. draw, right? And it it looks to me as if this tournament had guarantees on each day that if you got if you advanced out of Wednesday, you were guaranteed X number of dollars, and if you advanced out of Thursday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now I'm sure that if I'm wrong, people will definitely remind me. Sure, they will. <laughs> um, but that's the way it looks to me, and and I'm a little handicapped in trying to to talk about this because. You there was no PR. Well, right. You know, there, I had a I had a, a, a very good player email me and say, why is this tournament not on the site? And I said, well, what tournament are you talking about? I have no idea. Right. And I usually have a fairly good idea what tournaments are coming up. I realize I've been busy, but not that busy. I'm still waiting on some kind of a report from them. However, there may be a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, they had board elections. Mm-hmm. I understand that Lori John Jones, who everyone in my house loves, and Emily Duddy, who everyone in the world loves, I mean, obviously everyone loves Lori John too. Mm-hmm. They're both on the board now, and I hope that really that that will make that will mean a change. And, and I'm only saying this from my my own level. Personally, I think. The WPBA should be out there promoting every single thing they're doing. Sure. You line up a tournament, yeah. promote it. Yeah. You have a, a three-day tournament, promote it every single day. Yeah. You know, a WPBA player finishes well in the World Championships, promote it. Yeah. People say, well, what's the WPBA doing? Well, if you don't tell them what you're doing, they don't know. Well, right. That's but, what I'm saying. We don't th- we, people don't know what's going on because we just simply don't have the information. That's all there is to it. Right. And it's there. And, I mean, we'd love to support him, but, but, but we don't know how. <laughs> absolutely. You know what I, I mean, mean? I want to report on this. Right, young right. One young right. $12,000. Yeah. I want to report on it. Mm-hmm. I don't... I'm stuck. So right, right, right. I, I hope, personally, that Emily and Lori John, and I don't know who else made it onto the board at the elections this year, but I'm hoping that some new blood will put some energy into the board and they will understand how important press is. Yeah. 
I'm not their competition. I'm trying to promote them. I don't run a women's tour, although we'll get we'll get to that comment in just a minute. Um, uh, AZ Billiards is not their competition. No. AZ Billiards does not run a women's tour. No. That's the best way to put that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And neither does American Billiard Radio. So, you know, we'd love to right. hear from them. We would really like to hear from them. That, that's good stuff, man. So <laughs> I, I promised you that I had a little tidbit of information. No, we've um, got some breaking news. You remember when I said AZ Billiards was not their competition? Oh, no. <laughs> Oh uh, no! You remember, the, you remember the North American Pool Tour? I do. The NAPT. Yeah, they had uh, uh, elections too for their board. Mm-hmm. They've got new members. Fantastic! We like to hear that. Yeah, um, I know one of them real well because I see him in the mirror every single day. Oh no! It you can't. Know, it can't be. It can't be. And, and uh, they came to me. My and they said, "Turn coat." You, <laughs> you turn coat. <laughs> I. But that's just it. There's no turn. I know. Coat. I'm messing I want with to you. Promote. But, I, but I know. I'm messing. I with know you. what you're saying. I'm and, being and funny. I'm sure there's going to be people out there who think. And and I. I want to promote the game. I want to promote what the NAPT is doing. I want to make help make them the best organization they could possibly. Hey, I'd like to help. Promote what yeah. the WPBA is doing. Sure. I want to promote what I, I, I wanted to promote what other websites were doing we for wanna, a while. We want to promote um, anybody that's doing good things for the industry. That's what it comes sure. to. You know, that's what it comes and to. And I know, I know that the NAPT has some plans for expanding that I would be in a good position to help them with yeah, cool. personally. And, and that's the difference between Mike Howerton and AZ Billiards. AZ Billiards would promote anything going on out there because look, if you've got a story to put out there and I put it on AZ Billiards, it just means that more people are reading the story, which helps you and they're reading it on my site, which helps me. So we all win. We all win. As Mike Howerton yeah, I'm on the board of the NAPT, and I want to help them. I, I have some ideas, and, and mm-hmm. you know, that's it. I'm a board member. That, I, that's, that's all this. There's 14 other board members, and I'm not the president. I'm not the vice president. I am simply a worker bee. That's right. You're just uh, a dude. That's all. Just a dude. <laughs> that's it. The dude. Yeah. I'm just a dude. You make a movie like that. Right? Just... Uh, but, you know, I'm excited. I... I I'm trying to transition out of some of the things that I was doing in local pool because I was fairly well tied into the pool here in Arizona. And yeah, yeah. for reasons that I won't get into, I'm trying to divorce myself from that because I wasn't getting out of it what I wanted to. Um, so this is a good thing for me. I'm trying to concentrate more on national pool than local pool. I, I still run a newspaper, but... I have a business, but I run a newspaper mm-hmm. in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I, that's what it is. You know, you do a podcast because you love what you do. Mm-hmm. I run AZ Billiards because I love what I do and I love National Pool. I run a business that is a newspaper that I publish in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> and that's more information than every single listener cares about. 
Well, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that, that's good stuff. You're you're supporting it even at the local level. Yeah, I, I love pool, but you know, I I have to. I I finally came to the realization that um, the national scene is more important to me, and that's where I need to. You know, with with Jerry retiring, there's a lot more work involved. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I can understand that. Well, that's good stuff, man. I'm excited for you, at least. I mean, you know, that there, where there's, that means that things are happening, is what that means. I mean, I, yeah. who knows what the future holds, but we know that something's happening and we know that you're going to get your, your ass involved. And, you know, I think that you're qualified in some remote way to talk about, <laughs> to be involved with. <laughs> Well, seems you know, like a good I choice served, to me. You know what I mean? It seems like a good choice, yeah. a solid choice. I, I served on the WPBA board for a year, and it was a very, uh, it was a learning experience. Um, I could have done more when I was on that board for various reasons. Um, but it was a good experience to learn how that worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt about the WPBA then the same way I feel about them now, I think there have been mistakes made personally. Um, people whose opinion I respect greatly have told me that they believe differently, and I understand that. And that doesn't mean they're wrong and I'm right or anything like that. It just means sure. we have a difference of opinion, like sure. we're all allowed to do. Yeah. Um, so, and, and Lord knows we don't talk about that anymore. There is one other tournament going on. <laughs> Yes, Chinese there is. Eight ball. Yeah, there is. Is Shane still in it? No, he took ninth place. Okay, ninth place. All right, all right. I I have a, a story here from them that I haven't posted yet because I've been Ooh, out most of the day. Some hot news. But um, it said that Gareth Potts is out. Okay. He just didn't have a very good tournament. And he was uh, the, the winner last year, right? Uh, I think so, maybe. He, he's won multiple times, three yeah. consecutive times. <clears throat> yeah. Um. From the article, uh, Shane beat a player from Singapore. Uh, he beat Kachi from Albania. Mm. And he lost to Zhang Kunpeng and Shi uh, Hong King, which the second name really rings a bell for me. That he's, he's a player out there. I mean, he's, he's well-known. Um, of course, all these players are well known. Congratulations today, but, so, for for pronouncing that right. I give you that. Yeah, I'm sure it was wrong. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, Shane finished ninth, which is is real good for Chinese eight ball because it's such a different game. Well, yeah, um, and they're they're fierce over there, you know. Oh yeah, you know, it's like watching a snooker player making balls as compared to a pool player who's hitting it tentatively. Uh, yeah. Um, it looks like Kachi did well, which if he's going to improve on the year he had last year, I, I don't know if he'll ever lose a tournament. Right. Um, uh, Beato was there. Uh, Laley from the Netherlands. Uh, Carl Boys. It, it sounds like it was a great field. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like I say, they're... The story that I'm getting ready to post, uh, the winner's side, well, if they're down to eight players, I guess, it, it, okay. unless they're down to less than that. And 
Well, I by the time this is yeah, by the time this is heard, it will probably be down from that. But yeah, yeah. And one other thing that was talked about a lot at Turning Stone, uh, didn't Earl win that event in Germany he played in? Ah, you're killing me because I didn't catch the end of it. I want to because it was talked about by a lot of people there that Earl won. They were talking okay. about it in the in the chat of the stream over and over. Again. Okay, like, wow. About it. Wow. Wow. Against Efren? Against Efren? Well, come on. Efren is is a great player, but he's not. But he's not if, a. If, he's not a spring chicken. I get that. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, if, if Dennis is ninety percent of his prime, Efren <laughs> might be seventy five percent of his prime. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Earl's a monster too. I mean, if he gets a crowd behind him... He can be, yeah. That's what's scary about that guy, is that he can still do oh, that. Yeah. You know, He can still yeah. do that. If, yeah. If, if he's got the right frame of mind and, and the crowd is cheering him on, he could have beaten Billy Thorpe in the finals. Yeah, probably. He could have beaten Beato in the finals of World Nine Ball if he had a crowd behind him. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but he, he lives on that. I mean, he just... Uh, I mean, you and I are both into music, and, and, you know, we both have an appreciation for live music, and mm -hmm. a lot of times I think about what it's like to hit that stage and know there's 20,000 people cheering for you. Oh, it, you, yeah, I was going to say, country. yeah, you've got to feed off of that big time, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's got to be the same for Earl, you know, that's that yeah. confidence he thing. feel pressure. There's no such thing as oh, my God, there's 5,000 people watching me play pool. The pressure is unbearable. He hasn't thought that in his entire life. Yeah, probably not, actually. He, he's got 5,000 people cheering him on. He plays better. Yeah, that's it right there. That's it. Well, awesome. Well, I think um, we've just about covered all the, the hot topics for the day. Um, yeah. Thanks for joining us this, uh, this week. It's been a while since we had you on there, Mr. Howerton. Yeah, I've been doing, I've been busy. Thanks, Jerry. Um, <laughs> and I feel bad every time you ask me if I want to do something and I'm in the middle of something. But I have good timing you know. like that. I usually call people when they're really busy and uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's funny. Every now and then, you know, we, even a blind squirrel finds a nut. So, it, you know, it's okay. It worked out well. Well, thanks, man. We appreciate it. I'm glad you guys uh, were able to, to witness that uh, debauchery firsthand, and you're able to give us a, a great account of it. Someday, 50 years from now, they'll be able to listen to this and go, hey, we know exactly what happened because Mike Howerton explained <laughs> it to us. Oh, you were just piling it on today. I'm you? telling you. We'll, we'll be dead and gone, but it'll be fantastic then. You know what I mean? It, so... Five years from now, people are going to say, Dave who? Mike who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nine kind of, ball who? What? Yo, nine ball? What's that? What's, what's a turning <laughs> stone? What does that mean? I don't understand. <clears throat> All right. I hope not. Uh, thanks, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us and listening to us chatter for so long. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks, Mike. And uh, we will join you again next week. Oh, by the way, we'll be right back after this with Miss Melinda Bailey.
right, welcome back, everybody. I am talking to Miss Melinda Bailey down in the great state of Texas. Happy New Year, Melinda Bailey. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> What's going on with you? Nothing. It's mm. another year. Yeah. I can't believe it's already 2018. I, I mean, seriously. I know. I can't, like, I was ready for 2017 to be over, but it just went so fast. I'm like, yeah, wow. Yeah, amazing. I can't it's even believe amazing. it. I mean, that really has got to be, wow, you know, like, okay. So, yeah, it went fast, fortunately. I'm <laughs> glad it's over. <laughs> uh ready to get on to some bigger better things and so uh yeah that's what we're gonna do how about yourself um well there's a lot of changes for me you know so not running the tour anymore and things mm. like that so mm-hmm. i'm pretty you know i got a lot of opportunities of doing different things this year so pretty excited mm, cool are you the one that ordered all this cold weather is that your fault? Uh, absolutely not, because <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> I know you I'm would never do that on purpose. Away. I know. I was going to say, I know you would never do that on purpose, but uh, I got to I gotta blame somebody, you know what I mean? So, I yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Never mind, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, don't, I mean, you, you don't have, like, a mad sister named Elsa or something that lives in the mountains? And, nope. Okay. All right. Nope. Okay. All right. Well, I'm guessing that you have got a fantastic topic for us to discuss this week. Yes, I do. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think it is. Okay. Well, well, I, we will be the judge. Of, no, I'm just kidding. We'll okay. find out. I guess. Uh, let us have it. What's uh, what's what's your your topic? Well, it's the beginning of the year, so we should probably talk about goals, right? Ooh, goals. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Right. Sounds good. So the first thing, yep, thank you, thank you. So the first thing is, is goals have to be SMART, and that's actually an acronym. (laughs) So let me go over S-M-A-R-T. So the S in SMART is goals need to be specific. Uh, They need to be measurable. mm -hmm. They need to be achievable. They need to be realistic, and they need to be timely. Mm. It's actually, I know, right? I didn't come up with it. That's crafty, <laughs> boy. Let me tell you. Yeah, but it's but actually, it's it. All five of those things are actually very important to a goal um, that people set. Um, any goal, whether it's to lose weight or, um, you know, make a any quilt. type of goal. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So if I was so, you know, the general thing is. You know, I want to lose 20 pounds this year, let's say. Well, that the only specific part of it was 20, right? Right. Uh, we don't know. It's not well, really realistic. Well, you said this year, so that's also very specific. <laughs> well, that's true. You, that's you, true. you didn't say so, 20 in the next 10 years or something, but yeah. So, right, I'm, right, so, right. Go I, ahead. You're right. But, <laughs> no, that's a good point. But in reality, a goal should be something like, um, I'd like to lose 20 pounds this year, and this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going wow. to exercise uh, once a week. Uh, you know, I'm going to do 500 less calories a week. You know, things like that. Something that's measurable, something that's realistic, mm-hmm. and um, 
achievable. You know, something that's achievable. Yeah, because if you just, you know, throw something out there, you know, it's you're much less likely actually to achieve that goal. Right. But if you make it more specific and give yourself <clears throat> things that are measurable and attainable, realistic, all that stuff, that yeah. you have more success in reaching that goal. Well, I think uh, so, achievable and realistic are probably very nearly the same, are they not? Um, I mean, if you set an unrealistic goal, then then that's not achievable. And well, if it's not achievable, well, then it's not true. realistic, and that kind, you know. Not to blow your little acronym apart. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to mess you up there. But, uh, it, it wasn't my acronym. I just thought okay. it, was, it was a good acronym. No, it is, though. That is. But, <laughs> but I would like to talk about it, talk about goals in regards to, um, you know, playing pool and improving. Mm -hmm. And so I want to talk about some unrealistic goals and some realistic goals, mm -hmm. or achievable and unachievable, whichever way you want to look at it. <laughs> okay. So, um, <laughs> so back in uh, 1999, believe it or not, um, I had a goal to win most improved player on the tour in Florida. Uh -huh. Now, I thought this was a great goal. Do you think it's a great goal? Seems yeah, like I can it. measure it. Yeah. I know, right? It does. It was kind of specific, kind of specific and things like that. And it was really interesting because um, in the fall, so they didn't award that um, that title until the end of the year, so I had a couple months, but I was same with a girlfriend in Orlando and she was like that's a really horrible goal and I was like you know Ow. I was really kind of offended by it because I thought it was a great goal <laughs> but you know she made a really good point because I didn't I have no control over that goal in other words someone else chose who the most improved player is it has nothing to do with you know what I mean like I mean, yeah, I can try to do my best, and I can try to win Most Improved Player, but it's really based on other people's opinions of yeah. all these players that are playing on the tour. That is true. That is true. <laughs> it was very enlightening for me. And by the way, I didn't win Most Improved Player. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I, uh, yeah, I, I think I won, like, uh, I don't know, Best Sportsmanship or something. <laughs> I don't know. They said I was really close, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But um, it was just very interesting because it, it you can't. I mean, that's you know, it's like I just like you said, it sounds like a great goal, but in reality, it's not a good goal. Yeah. So you also have to be careful. Goals like some people might say, "Well, I want to get in." You know, there's lots of tours in the country, so I want to get in the top ten of the rankings. You know, and um, that's actually a really tough goal too. I mean, you have to. I mean, it sounds like it's it can be a doable goal, but you have to make sure that it's something that really is attainable and reachable. You know, let's say you're, you know, ranked in the 30s. Is it really feasible for you to get in the top 10? You know what I mean? Mm. <clears throat> you have to really consider oh, all yeah. that type of things and who you might run into. And, you know, um, I know uh, one of my friends right now, She there's kind of a running joke that she she keeps having to play like the top players of every tournament in the OBQ's ladies tour. <laughs> she keeps having to run them. So she's like, she just keeps running into them. And so if one of her goals last year was to, you know, win five matches every tournament or something, I mean, by the second one, she, yeah. you know, she didn't even win five matches sort of thing. Yeah. And um, so those type of goals are, in my opinion, they're really tough to do, and they put a lot of pressure on you. So let's talk about goals that 
I think are very good that don't put pressure on you that help you improve because that's the reason to make goals. Mm -hmm. So one year I had a goal to um, practice two hours every Saturday for the whole year, which I accomplished at least two hours, and that's a doable goal. You can also maybe uh, make it a goal to um, watch three hours of YouTube pool videos a month, something like that. That's doable and attainable. Right. Um, what I started doing the last uh, few years when I was competing uh, more often and being more successful, my goals turned into things like um, I wanted to focus on staying down and following through. And it sounds funny that that would be my main goal for the year, but in reality that was the year I was most successful mm-hmm. because it's pretty it's something that you can focus on every single shot, every right, single tournament, right, every right. single match. Right. And it was something that I could control. Right. So. Right. And you know that you know how to do it. It's just a matter of getting yourself in that habit and, you know, keep doing the same thing. Right. Right. And so I think that some goals like, you know, getting the top five in the league and, I mean, those are, I mean, those are good goals to have, but... That doesn't necessarily improve your game, does it? Right? Well, maybe, maybe not. Well, it's kind of like saying I'd like to lose weight. So if you don't have any specifics to it. So if your kind of overarching goal is maybe I'd like to be in the top top ten in the league, then you should have other goals with that, like watching videos two hours a month or making sure I go to a weekly tournament at least twice a month. You know, little things that go with the big goal so that you can get there. And all these things eventually help you to improve every single year. Well, right. I think you're go- reaching for those goals. Yes, I think that's the one is the byproduct of another. Uh, in other words, yeah. if you said I'm going to eat healthy this year, then that will naturally lead to weight loss and whatever else that right. comes along with that. Instead of pinching yourself and saying I'm going to lose 50 pounds, you know, you may or may that not. That is a really you know what I'm saying. That is a really great example. Yes. You know what I mean? One will be the result of that. You could say, I'm going to practice three days a week, this many hours, be, knowing that you have that time already available, that you're just not using it right now. Then the natural result right. is, by the end of the year, you should be able to look at your record and see that you're a ball or two better or that you placed higher, as the case might be. Right. Um, but like you said, if, if it's a matter of a judgment award, you have no control over that. Um, and when you're playing in a tournament against X number of people, um, yeah, it's a great thing to say that I want to win that, but to set that as an actual goal goal, like you said, I think you might be setting yourself up for failure because there's too many things there that you can't control. Exactly. You know, what you if Shane, right. Yeah. What if Shane Van Bonning decides, that, uh, right. What if Shane decides to join that, that be... event that year and then you know, you're toast. So. Right. You might be sick that weekend. Yeah, exactly. You know, something you know. might happen. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of things that are realistic that could stop you from doing right. that. But uh, if you know that you have time to practice and you devote, you make a goal of practicing more or make a goal of practicing X amount of drills or, like you said, watching a, right. a certain amount of instructional material or riding right. your bike for a week. You know what I mean? That for once a week. That right. those are things that you, you know that you can do. That generally speaking, right. nothing's really going to stop you. Right. Another one I put on my blog is um, is to spar with a with a better player. 
Mm-hmm. Now, some people would might gamble, but <laughs> a lot of people just spar. But I mean, you know, that is a goal you can set where you, you know, reaching out to a better player, and because it's always going to make you better to play a better player, and you know you can do that. Yeah, you have the time for that. Sure enough. <laughs> no, that's a fantastic thing. There is no better training, in my opinion, than uh, playing another person. You can do drills, yep. and they will help you with your fundamentals and your muscle memory and all that stuff. But drills don't fire back. <laughs> they don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't change their strategy. They don't give you the eye. They don't squeak their chalk. There's things that, that drills can't do for you. So I totally agree that playing a higher-level player is a fantastic goal for anybody that wants to, that really enjoys this game, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Let's see. What was the what was the T for? What was the T for at the end? Timely. Timely. There we go. Because a lot of people they, a lot of people don't put times on it. You know. Mm-hmm. So if I say, I'm going to watch YouTube videos every month, or I'm going to watch YouTube videos this year, something like that. You know. Right. Or if you say I'm going to watch two hours of YouTube videos every month, that gives you something to strive for. If you don't put any times on it, you know, that's like saying, um, you know, I'm going to exercise every day this week. Well, <laughs> um, maybe, okay, maybe, maybe not. But, <laughs> if you exercise uh, 30 minutes, three times a week, you know what I mean? It just makes it, uh, or, you know, like, well, you know, going back to the realistic and achievable, you know, I think that's the, that that's your time limit is also part of that. It, your time limit right. also has to be achievable and, and reasonable. You know, you can't just say, I'm going to lose 100 pounds in a week. That, you know, obviously that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know. Right. And, and to say, I'm going to lose, you know, 10 pounds in the next 10 years, that's also kind of a waste. You know what I mean? That's not, <laughs> that's not a lot of pressure. That's why I like, <laughs> well, that's why I like your example even better, you know, because if you, if you eat healthy, you know, I that, mean, that's a really great goal because the, the effects of it are or should be that, you know, you're either going to lose weight and or, you know, feel better and help your health. Absolutely. Well, I have and a girlfriend that she eats healthy all, all during the week and all weekends. You know, she cheats a little bit, so that could be a goal, too. Yeah. Not the cheating part. Oh, darn. Okay, I thought you wanted <laughs> me to... <laughs> I was going to make the goal well during the week though. Yeah, yeah, I was going to make a goal of cheating on the weekend though. That's what I thought, you know. <laughs> I have been eating good all week. My goal is I will definitely have a piece of cake before this day is over with. So. <laughs> and when I go out to dinner with her, we always mm-hmm. we we she always takes a weekend because that's her cheat day mm-hmm. and she always makes it early in the day. So she doesn't have the bad food, you know, right. late at night or whatever. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And I've seen some of your the photos of what you are eating, so <laughs> <laughs> I know there's some cheating going on. That's all I can say. Yep. I've seen it. I saw some of that good stuff. Ah, mm. That makes me miss Texas, I'm gonna tell you that. So, um S M A R T. We want them yep. to be um go through it again. What's the uh S is the specific. Measurable. Measurable. Achievable. Realistic. realistic, And timely. Timely. And I'm going to add an S on the end of it and call it smarts and keep it simple. (laughs) That's true. You know. 
sometimes goals do not have to be complicated. Just there's a there's a psychological um, what's the word I'm looking for uh, encouragement. You've ever heard the lecture about making your bed in the morning? Why these great military men will tell you if you want to be a great man, make your bed in the morning because the first thing you do. You have a goal, a very small goal that you've already set, and the first thing you do in the morning is achieve something. You haven't even left your room yet, and you've already achieved something. And I was like, wow, that's kind of profound and silly, but it kind of makes sense because when you do achieve something, you get the feedback, the little bit of, okay, it's done, pride, you know, whatever. And it just makes you want to do it, you know, like I said, psychologically, it wants to, it makes you want to do something else, a little thing. Oh, well, look, hey, I swept up the kitchen before I left the house or, you know what I mean? I, I, I picked up the newspaper off the lawn, whatever it is, start a chain reaction where you're just looking for the next little goal to set. It yeah. might, might be something small. Like you said, I'm just going to eat better today. I'm not going to eat any junk food for today. There you go. <laughs> right. It's, it can be that easy, you know, or you can say, I'm just not going to do that this week or, you know, I'm going to go out and I'm going to practice four hours this week. I don't know where I'm going to do it, but I'm going to squeeze in a few minutes here and there. And before you know it, hey, I got 15 in. I got a half hour in. I'm halfway there. You know, it's that it, it can be simple. Yep. And that's important. Well, right. You I don't... like the S at the end. Yeah, there smarts. you go. Keep it keep smarts. Keep it simple. <laughs> um, you know, it's... Uh, I know myself enough, you know, well enough to know that overwhelming goals are just exactly that. They're overwhelming. And they can be overwhelming to the point where it will even cause you to stagnate. It's almost like you're afraid to proceed because you're afraid to fail. Like, oh, that's too big. I, screw it. You know, I just can't handle that. So be easy on yourself, you know, in the sense of don't. The achievable, reasonable part, you know, I mean, simple is good. I like it. Sorry, did I go too far like with it. that? <laughs> did I go too far? I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I like it. Very good. Very good. Well, fantastic, Mila. Thanks thanks for sharing that uh, that tidbit with us. Sure. I wish everyone good luck on their goals this year. Yeah. They'll have uh, smart goals. There you go. Hope everybody has smart <laughs> yep. smarts goals this year. That's hard to say. Smarts goals. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we were. Thank you for tuning in. Set some good goals for the new year in 2018. You know, easy ones, realistic ones. And uh, you know, get back with us and, and let us know how it turned out, Melinda Bailey, and how how your goals worked for you. Thank you, everyone. All Bye. Right. We'll see you next week right here on American Billiard Radio.